2: Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The headline to start the day today: President Joe Biden addressed the United Nations General Assembly. The president covered a wide range of topics, with the war in Ukraine being a major talking point for sure. How did the president do? Did he galvanize members of the U.N.? Where does he take it from here? What is America's role in the world as a leader of liberty? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Let's go beyond the headline. The president speaking at the U.N. General Assembly is always a significant thing. It often uh, gets drowned out by things like inflation and uh, rate hikes from the Fed. Uh, And I think that's unfortunate because I actually think the speech that President Biden delivered this morning uh, was excellent, uh, one of his best, uh, because I think he focused on the right issues. I think he framed them in the right way. I think he called on the members of the U.N. to do the right things. And I thought the president was was on his A game today and I thought he delivered. And so let's go through and let's break it down. Uh, And again, whether you love the president, whether you disagree with the president, I want you to listen to the president as he talks about some of the significant things facing the countries of the world. He started with the war of aggression against Ukraine. Uh, That was the opener for President Biden's speech today. He called it the war of one man. And he suggested that Vladimir Putin's goal was to literally erase
0: Ukraine. This war is about extinguishing Ukraine's right to exist as a state, plain and simple. And Ukraine's right to exist as a people. Whoever you are, wherever you live, whatever you believe, that should not, that should make your blood run cold.
2: Whoever you are, whatever you believe, that should make your blood run cold. Uh, the President's absolutely correct on that, and I thought that was uh, well-framed. I thought the president called on the nations to do the right thing. Biden stressed uh, that Russia's goal in annexing Ukraine was literally against everything the U.N. stood for and everything the United Nations was set up to do.
0: Because if nations can pursue their imperial ambitions without consequences, then we put at risk everything this very institution stands for, everything.
2: Uh, I think that was uh, an important call to action from the president. Uh, I think uh, there shouldn't be any question as to who's in the game and who's standing on the sidelines, who's passively watching what Vladimir Putin is attempting to do in Ukraine. Uh, Also looking at what Ukraine has been able to do with the help of countries like the United States and others. And there's no more space on the sidelines, folks. Uh, This is one where we have to lean in. And if the U.N. can't do it, uh, then the purpose of the U.N. really is undermined. And I thought the president did a really nice job of framing that today. The president then moved on to climate change, stressing the devastating effects of environmental changes, what they're having on the inhabitants all around the world.
0: We don't have much time. We all know we're already living in a climate crisis. No one seems to doubt it after this past year. We meet. We meet. Much of, as we meet, much of Pakistan is still underwater needs help. Meanwhile, the Horn of Africa faces unprecedented drought. Families are facing impossible choices, choosing which child to feed, and wondering whether they'll survive. This is the human cost of climate change, and it's growing, not lessening.
2: To help address that crisis, the president declared additional support for UNICEF this year from the United States.
0: We're also taking down the food crisis head on. With as many as 193 million people around the world experiencing acute, acute food insecurity, a jump of 40 million in a year. Today I'm announcing another $2.9 billion in U.S. support for life saving humanitarian and food security assistance for this year alone.
2: It's important to note that uh, before the president spoke, there was some highlighting there at the United Nations of a recent donation by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to address uh, hunger around the world and how that was being done in a unique way with very specific outcomes. 1.6 million individuals targeted to receive that help and assistance. Uh, That was a a really important part of, I think, what the president said and part of a lot of the important meetings that were taking place at the United Nations this week. The president then shifted gears a little bit, and uh, he spoke about the Iran nuclear deal and, most important, re-emphasized the United States' commitment to diplomacy and to making sure that Iran does not get a nuclear weapon.
0: The United States remains committed to preventing, to preventing Iran from gaining a nuclear weapon. We are working with the P5-plus-1 to engage Iran diplomatically and to seek a return to JCPOA. We're prepared to return to full compliance if Iran does the same.
2: The president then addressed something that has been a challenge for the administration over the last several days. You remember that President Biden sat down with 60 Minutes Scott Pelley and in that conversation talked about Taiwan and the United States sending troops and to defend Taiwan were it uh, attacked by China. The White House, of course, walked that back very swiftly in terms of the one China policy. Uh, kind of that strategic ambiguity. So in the United Nations, the president declared active defense of democracy throughout the world while also affirming the United States' dedication to the one-China policy. Take a listen.
0: And we will lead with our diplomacy to strive for peaceful resolution of conflicts. We seek to uphold peace and stability across the Taiwan Straits. We remain committed to our one-China policy, which has helped prevent conflict for four decades. And we continue to oppose unilateral changes in the status quo by either side. So
2: I think that was the most challenging part of the speech for the president was dealing with Taiwan, dealing with some of his recent comments, which were much more forceful, much more hawkish than I think the administration has been going as it relates to China and Taiwan. So I'm very interested to see how uh, member nations of, of the U.N. respond to the president's conversation in that part of the speech. Uh, It was important, I thought, and I thought the president delivered it well when he said we seek to uphold peace and stability uh, and remain committed to that one China policy. So I think that was the clarifying statement. I think that was what everyone was trying to make sure that is going to be the policy. And I think this is when the president will have to continue to talk about to make sure that what he's saying and the policy of the United States are in sync And so that will be one that we'll continue to watch. Finally, in his closing, the president reminded U.N. members that the U.N. was charted on the belief of freedom and justice. I thought this was a really powerful part of the president's speech today.
0: So let's stand together to again declare the unmistakable resolve that nations of the world are united still, that we stand for the values of the U.N. Charter that we still believe by working together we can bend the arc of history toward a freer and more just world for all our children, although none of us have fully achieved it. We're not passive witnesses to history. We are the authors of history.
2: Again, that was President Joe Biden speaking today at the United Nations, and I love that conclusion, Uh, and I think the president was right. We're not passive witnesses to history. We are the authors of history. And the important thing for all of us is that that applies every bit as much to each of us individually as it does to what America is doing on the world stage. And all of us should be committed to do what the president asked today, to bend the arc of history towards a freer and more just world for all our children. No one's fully achieved it. But again, that reminder that we have to stand together I think the president did well today. I think he represented the nation well today. I think he represented freedom and democracy well today. And he invited all of us to remember that we are not passive witnesses to history. We are the authors of history. That's our job. Well done, Mr. President.
1: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.